Shitty IMDB description. A former Roman general sets out to exact vengeance against the corrupt emperor who murdered his family and sent him into slavery. Are you guys not entertained? Spaniard. Spaniard. It's Gladiator time. Spaniard. My name is Gladiator. Father to a murdered son. Husband to a murdered wife. And I will have my vengeance. Today I saw a slave become more powerful than the Emperor of Rome. Yo, we are back once again, another week, Downtown Cinema Podcast. I am your fearless hostess with the mostest, Senor Chase and Landry. I'm surrounded by my two beautiful co-hosts here, Mr. Michael Romero, looking stunning today, sir. Peace, 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 peace. And to my left, the ever so gorgeous, always entertaining, always witty, ever so humble, Mr. Russell Rosenworth, say hi, sir. Oh, it's nice to be back, Phyllis. While we're here, can I get a shout out to Dream Lover for the sweet, sultry tunes coming into this podcast? Thank you, boys. Loving it, fellas. All right. So we're back another week. Like I know I say this, I'm surprised that we made it another one. We're here, all say three of back. us, one say more it. time. We're back with the banger Gladiator. Yeah. Everybody's a. Everybody's favorite movie? Or no? What do we think? You guys uh, have a good time? Yeah. It was yeah. one of those I didn't want to watch it because how long it is and then I put it on and I was like, fuck yeah. We're, I'm doing this. I, I like think it. that's I think that's everybody's initial reaction. It's like when I... I was hyped when Russ said we were going to do it and then I was like... You see the runtime. I saw the runtime and I was like, fuck, dude. Two and a half <laughs> hours? Like, well, I, 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 I couldn't find the DVD, so I was going to rent it on Prime Video, and it was two hours and 53 minutes. Why so long? Is it extended? Know. or? Yeah, and I was like, oh, shit, I don't know if I can do this one. <laughs> you have the DVD? Yeah. What are you watching these DVDs on? You got a DVD player? I have, P- I have a PS4, but I watched it on my PS3. It's in my room, and I could say it looked like watching Ten Commandments on VHS. <laughs> so I was in. I liked it. No, yeah, I could imagine, like... Uh, quality on the old school dvd is probably not as good this was like that this fell into that like first generation of like remastered dolby surround sound movies you know what i mean like this is Uh one of those first like really big in theater great sound Mm -hmm. like quality movies that came out and it's like from here production of movies started getting just fucking ridiculous yeah you know what it, I mean? it's almost like maybe if your family was kind of a little slightly late to the game it like it could have been your guys like first dvd yeah you know that you yeah. got and you just kind of that's how you experienced watching a dvd for the first time yeah. was to this movie this is like the kind of movie you catch like your dad or somebody like one of the older dudes always watching and just getting fucking continuously psyched <laughs> you know what i mean doing that like dad laugh oh you know yeah. it's one of those fucking one of those movies Directed again, I think I just need to say, we have had discussions before getting into this podcast that we're not going to like, all right, let's not do Ben Affleck again. You know what I mean? Like, let's wait a little bit before we do Ben Affleck. Let's chill on maybe doing a Tarantino movie for a while. It's coming. Yeah, so we've heard. Let's maybe not like rerun the same directors. I never would have, I don't know how this slipped through the cracks, but somehow Russell Crowe, of all people, and Ridley Scott- of all people. They both made it through somehow. They both made it through the fucking cracks previously. American Gangster. 
I didn't even realize that as I was choosing Gladiator. I didn't look at it as, oh, a Ridley Scott film. I didn't look at it as, I mean, I guess it is the pivotal, you know, Russell Crowe movie. Mm -hmm. But it's one of those for me, I kind of forgot about Russell Crowe in American Gangster a little bit. When I think of Russell Crowe, I think of A Beautiful Mind. Yeah, that's actually the first movie I usually associate him with. I think this is his role. I think that yeah. out of the movies that he's been in, like this is the one where people are like, oh, You got to show yeah. his arms off? I like this. Like, Beefcake, right. yeah. dude. Beefcake, <laughs> Russell Crowe, dude. Hey, Russ, what kind of shape are you in? Uh, all right. We'll yeah. cover your torso. <laughs> show the arms. It, was, it wasn't really a six-pack, but it was just like jacked. You know, It was like every dude at a 24-hour fitness. drinking beer on the, in your backyard, board shorts, gym hanging over a little bit. Yeah. Hey, it was good. Fucking fighting at the bar body. Doing a lot of curls. Yeah, F three fifty. You know what I mean? Nah, not F three fifty. Well, he had the sandals Maybe on. Three fifty Z. He he looked like he's drinking a pina colada. He looked like he's the kind of dude just yelling racist shit off the back of a boat at fucking Havasu. Nah. <laughs> body. No, he had that body type. Though. Nah. He had that like back. Don't of, put that evil yeah. on us, dude. He had that like back of a boat at Havasu, ready to fight with the visor on. Oh no, I can't even see him. I don't <laughs> Smashing even... natty lights. He had that like natty light. I'm ready to fight him, in three feet of water if yeah. any fucking time. I don't see him at Havasu. I see him with keeping that Caesar though, hair brushed down. Yeah. With a little gold bracelet. <laughs> see, I see half the buttons on this button up. Nah, I see him. He's living life. He ain't doing it. He's, Maybe hopping in. On, I'm seeing the Garth Brooks. Fucking. He's one. He's one no fear shirt away from being in the Jersey Shore with that look, dude. With that oh, fucking nah. Caesar cut, dude. Those sandals. Nah. I don't know. It's not you don't want, man. He was getting nah, it hey, Listen, it's no. It's no surprise if you've listened to a couple episodes of this podcast that I am not the biggest Russell Crowe fan, but. I I'm love this either, movie. Which is I weird. think that he is the best part of this movie. I Do credit you? where credit is due. Do you? Sure. Yeah. I well, you know, we'll get it. We'll get there. We'll get. We'll get into who we think really stole the movie. But let's give a little bit of credit. Written by uh, David Franzoni, directed by Ridley Scott. Release date five five two thousand. So it is almost the nineteen. We almost hit the nineteen year anniversary right on the head. Yeah, just a couple of days ago. Accidentally. Huh? Yeah. Which is cool. You know what I mean? I, like I mean, I, I totally meant to do that, actually. Hey, man. Nobody's knocking your uh, investigatory skills when it comes to picking <laughs> a movie. Um, action movie? Drama movie? Romance? I don't know. It's up nah, for interpretation. I think romance. I think Ma- it's drama. A drama? Drama? Oh, I say mo- way more action movie. It's fine. Well, I, no. Yeah, it's action, but I think it's like drama. It's a drama film. It's an I action think. drama, I'd say. Action first, drama close second, and then... A little bit of romance, romance sprinkled on top, dude. A little Where's love the cake. At? There's a little romance. He kisses that chick, right? Lucilla. He's yeah. just trying to get out. He's, one man was trying to get out. He's in jail with a bunch of dudes. Like he's just trying. I don't. I think he might be trying to get in. It's been a while since he's seen his wife alive. <laughs> was two years, sixty-four days on this morning. Yeah. So we got. That was weird. How he just knew that? How long it's been since he's no, seen? No, but his why family? not say three years? Because he was being fucking witty, dude. There's not a lot of character development with Maximus in this movie where you're like, oh, there's a human being. So it's like, oh, he knows exactly how long it's been to the hour that he's seen his family. He's a soft guy. You know what I mean? It's like, I don't know. There's not a lot of like, they don't really make him seem very human in this movie other than like a couple scenes where he's just laughing with the with the buds. You know what I mean? That I one have a dude, quick question. Is him and, this is for Chasen, is him and Jon Snow pretty much the same character almost 
they're two dudes who are just moral to a T, right? Like their their fault is almost how moral they are. Right. But at the same time, they can kick some ass though. Yeah, you could definitely say that. I think that uh, if they were to fight each other, Maximus is definitely Beefcake Maximus is ripping that <laughs> ass, dude. So yeah. this one, I, I actually was thinking of this. So we got Maximus versus Achilles versus old the Spartan. What's the dude's name? I think Brad Pitt and Troy, out of all the old... Oh, you mean Gerard Butler? Yeah. So there was this little war. <laughs> Romans, Spartans, and the Trojans. What are you taking? I think Gerard Butler dies on his sword, right? Okay. I think Brad Pitt kind of comes out flashy. And I think fucking Beefcake fucking... Nelson? Beefcake Russell Crowe, <laughs> Beefcake Maximus comes out and just fucking starts taking names, wins? dog. I think, yeah. yeah, he's just an ass kicker. He's like Stone Cold, I thought. Yeah. He he's like the Cold. underrated ass kicker out of the three of them because he has the worst body out of them. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you're looking at Brad Pitt and Troy and then you're looking at Gerard Butler in 300, Gerard Butler's body in 300 sparked a movement, right? <laughs> so it's like changed. That's like, that dude gets his, eats his fucking protein. You know what I mean? But I, I, I picture uh, fucking Maximus actually having, that body seems more realistic than Yeah. He's guys. just... That's way more of like a regular dude. He's a humble, like a big, like a regular buff dude. And it's a humble ass whooping. You know what I mean? Like if he whoops your ass, you deserved it. Or you're German or whatever they were fighting in the beginning. You know what I mean? Like he doesn't kick people's ass. He doesn't kick anybody's ass for no reason. Where was he at when Hitler was around? (laughs) Where were you when we needed you, Russell? You're out of your time, bro. Where were you in World War II? Where were you when we needed you? So we got a $103 million budget. Ended up turning. Almost $500 million at the end of the day, worldwide. So you could say, did pretty good. You yeah, know? it did really well. Once we start talking about like half a billion, you can consider it a success. I would say that's pretty good. I will say, though, that a lot of money had to go into the making of this movie, obviously. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? This is at a time, too, where it's like that scale and like rebuilding the Coliseum and fucking building chariots and i think they designed like ten thousand costumes for this movie like a lot goes into making these like sword and sandal movies you know what i mean every time i see that shot training and all that shit yeah so the shot when they come in on the coliseum in just for the first time in the movie and you see all the rose petals kind of falling and stuff right that's such a cool shot it's just one of the shots you know they spent some good money to get that made roger ebert uh, who famously destroyed this movie, called it muddy, fuzzy, indistinct. He said the Coliseum looked like a video game. Said it looked like shit. It did. Yeah, it did. I mean, it did look like a video game, but I don't. I thought it was just the DVD being old. I'm a sucker, dude. No, so like, no, it's still the same. <laughs> I'm a, I streamed it. And it looked it. the same, man. I'm a sucker. God damn it. I'm a sucker for these movies because, like. It could be the shittiest movie. Like we could be watching Starship Troopers and I'm in. Like I'm in with the characters. I'm not like yeah. the kind of guy like if I'm picking apart a movie, it's like I'm picking it apart because of the way that like the characters are acting. Not because of the way that it visually looks or because the special effects are bad. Mm-hmm. Because I can usually like I'm I'll fall into it. You know what I mean? We we're just talking about that uh uh, if I could believe that Zach Efron is Ted Bundy, I'll fall for fucking anything. No, dude. but it's like <laughs> You say you don't like bag like on set design and stuff. Yeah, not much. But that's why you big up the witch. I I, I will appreciate the shit out of it 
when I when it is want, good. Oh, so but when it's bad, I'm not going to be not like, a killer. Yeah, for you. no, it doesn't kill it for me. And like, uh, I can pretty much fall into the zone with any movie. Like, I'm there. You know what I mean? I'll, I'll you know, I'm the type of dude that'll cry at cheesy cool. shit. You oh, know, yeah. as long as storyline for me, cool, I'll watch it. For me, it's one of those. It may not have looked super realistic, but if you're gonna tell me that's the Coliseum for for you know a couple hours, sure. Yeah, dude, I can Why go not? back and watch. I can go back and watch Rocky See, one. Watched, and by the time it's over, I'll be shadow boxing in the shower. Like I, I get watched, into yeah. it, even if it's cheesy. I've watched Toxic Avenger at least five times. So don't hit me with no Coliseum, <laughs> bro. <laughs> you ever seen Toxic Avenger? No, I have not. Watch it and you'll be like, oh, all right. <laughs> I will. It's so wild. The beauty about Russell Crowe in this movie, even though the he is mind. beefy, he's not 80s action movie beefy. You know what I mean? He's not like no. Stallone, Schwarzenegger, and at the same time, he's not 90s fucking Nick Cage, Keanu Reeves, dreamy action. Nick Cage, uh-huh. he, they, Nick Cage is, you know, Nick Cage had a dreamy spree, yeah, dude. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? You though. love slim, yeah. slim, slim. You love getting so your really favorite cut. actors off. Because we'll look at <laughs> really Nicholas yeah. Cage was in. I'm just this is all I'm saying when I compare him to like Keanu Reeves. Raising Arizona, looking fried. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm saying is like Nick Cage face off, like just like not a jacked ass kicking action star, but still fighting people in movies. You know what I mean? Like a Snake Eyes type of like slick dude. Keanu Reeves and Speed like looks good, cut, but not. Arnold Schwarzenegger fucking Predator jacked. Yeah. You know what I mean? Nor, nor is he like a Van Damme. You and know I, what I mean? That slim cut kind right, of style. Right, exactly. And I know there's a lot of girls out there that would beg to differ, but it's like he's not the most like con- conventionally like attractive dude in the world. He's got that mole in the middle of his fucking nose. Dude. Damn, Don. I'm just saying he's like, he's a man's man, dude. He's an everyday dude. He's the Tom Hardy of Say, that. He's like, has that Tom Hardy vibe to him. Yeah, he is, he is a lot more regular. Tom Hardy could have played Hardy's that fucking sex, role. <laughs> sex appeal, drooling. He, okay. And he has so much but, style. But like, it's charisma. He, he's very like attractive to like men, not in a sexual way, but in the sense that like, this dude's a fucking man. He, this dude looks like something that I would strive to be. Like, I want to be that. I want to be the Cinderella yeah. man. You know what I mean? I feel like Tom Hardy carries that same charisma where it's like, he's just tough. He's not out there being a sweetheart for the fucking girls. You know what yeah. I mean? He's not out there on that Chris Hemsworth shit. You know what I mean? Like, Tom oh. Hardy's rough around the edges. Who think that does darkness make him... is your ally? Who <laughs> <laughs> think darkness is your ally? Nah, no, I feel where you come from. You know what I'm saying? I, I feel like... That is what makes Russell Crowe. That's why Russell Crowe got the roles that he got. A lot of the time, I feel like he does Richie Roberts in American Gangster. He's just a man's man. You know what I mean? He just Mm -hmm. fucking eats nachos, drinks beers. Yeah. You know, he is he is jacked in this movie. Probably the most jacked that I've seen Russell Crowe. Oh yeah, this was probably his fittest for sure. He's nachos and drinks beer. You know, (laughs) Richie Roberts, dog. That's what he was doing in American Gangster: drinking beer and fucking literally making fucking nachos. What was he? What he make for Thanksgiving? A fucking turkey sandwich, all sketchy with chips on it. Remember? He's fucking a man. Fucking lays and smashed it. Yeah, yeah, he's sketchy, dude. Uh, Back then, I used to do that when I was young. Uh, Not a big guy in real life. He's not like the biggest dude in the world, like we were saying, but very convincing. In these yeah. battle scenes, you yeah. could agree. Like he, he looked like he knew what he was doing. He looked like he could whoop somebody's ass that was bigger than him. He just like I remember watching it, and it wasn't like I was watching Orlando Bloom just fuck everybody up in Lord of the Rings, where I'm just like fuck Orlando Bloom. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was a little bit more like okay, that is. You could tell he was trained. He was a trained guy now, and like he, ex- he was an expert at. Yeah, he was a f- and like I think he did really have that like 
if if I was in the Roman army at the time, let's just, you know, suspend belief for a second here. He's the type of dude that I'd want to follow. Man's yeah. man, chiseled, gritty, fucking, you know, big, good fighter, knight. He he seemed to like there's not a lot of character development in the movie, but he does seem to like bro down with the boys a little bit. Like there's always this underlying tone of like him being the homie with the army. The, well, yeah, the, say his his army would pretty much follow him wherever he goes. And that's kind of the point that he's yeah. making at the end. And he's like, go get my boys. Like no matter what, it, like fuck the Caesar. They don't listen to that. They listen to me. My, you know, what I've always told them is listen to the Caesar though. And at this point I could tell them, all right, not a time to listen to Caesar anymore, and they'll they'll back me up on it. Yeah, I don't think he, I don't like he broke down, but it's like they kind of he didn't break himself to. I don't know how to explain it. Where it's just like he didn't change himself to kick it with them. They had to step up they like, to one of him. They admired him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like they kind of like his work ethic, his and like hanging around like your big brother and stuff. It was like something right. like that. Yeah, they want to impress him. What do you guys think about? Just with him specifically, what do you guys feel about? I know we're going to get into character questions later, but what do you guys feel about the character development with him? Do you think that they could have gone a little farther, or do you think that there's just? I mean, the action scenes are amazing. It's in fucking Rome. Everything in the everything about the movie is really like encaps like it, it's captivating. But do you feel as far as like Maximus's character development that they could have just done a little bit more more to like make him more personable, be a little more human? I think human? I missed what happened with him and um, what's her name, Lucia, Lucila. Mm-hmm. With like, the girl. What's their story? I think they had a previous relationship when they were younger. So yeah, like, he so they grew up together. From what it seemed like, is they grew up together, and then they hooked up. I think when they were probably like young, I want to say like teenagers. Early and 20s, then, maybe, something like that. Yeah, say, and then she got with a dude, she got pregnant, he went off, got married, you know, had his kid. But it was I one think of they those, were like, like first love, like heartbreak type things because yeah. he was raised by Marcus Aurelius, basically. Yeah. I wish you know they what would I mean? Have I just, that that's, what I'm, that's what I'm saying is like, yeah, the, that would have been nice. A little bit more character development from him, other than just, I'm a badass, I need revenge, I love Rome. There's a little soft yeah. spot there. You know what I mean? But Where the he, shit like, that happens her. to him in the story, it's kind of like, fuck it, let's just cut to this revenge and let's yeah. get busy. I just feel like they it would have been more effective if they would have put a little bit more in in those early scenes. Just, to, just you know, the first time him and Lucia meet, mm-hmm. if like if he would have showed a little bit more emotion. When Marcus Aurelius is asking him to like take over Rome, I wish he would have been a little bit more emotional. It's like, I don't know if he just maybe got... The screen stolen by Joaquin because Joaquin put so much into his part. I think just yeah. that character though, it's just a soldier. Yeah, maybe so it's just maybe like that a is train it. killing machine. To sh- it's like they don't show emotion. They're not soft at all. Yeah, so I can I can see that. Okay, I can feel that. And then you know he's self proclaimed the best actor that's mm-hmm. ever lived. So Russell yeah. Crowe, like, he that? knows what he's doing. <laughs> this is you want to hear the quote? I was saving it for a little bit later, but this is Russell Crowe's direct line to the writer of this movie to uh, David Franzoni. Your lines are garbage, but I'm the greatest actor in the world, and I can even make garbage sound good. His exact line. Right. There's no context to it. Though. Oh my god. There's no context to it's, it. It's a, that's a direct, actual direct. He how did you take that? How is that no, taken I mean, out like, of any be, kind of context? He could be like joking. Like sorry, that no, could be sarcastic. Serious. He's dead serious, dude. That sounds like he could be sarcastic. Russell like, Crowe is fake. Hey man, those lines are garbage, but I'm the greatest actor in the world. Russell Crowe's no, because uh, he refused. He refu- He was refusing to say a lot of the lines on the set. And like 
there, there's a few where like he just couldn't come up with anything ad lib, so he would just say them, and he was just getting heated in fights with everybody. The dude, Look, bro, the only reason why you're here is because Brad's doing Troy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no, because they were, all right, we'll get into that also too. Um, why do people respect uh, Russell Crowe so much as a general? Do you think that it is because of just like that? I think it's just the badassness. You know, it's one he's proved himself. Yeah, You know, he's brought them to war. He's proven to be successful. You have to remember that Germania, who they were fighting against in the first scene, were the people who took down the fall of Rome. Those are the people who took down Rome. So it's one of those, he's continuing to battle with those people. So obviously they're, you know, worthy adversary. They're a strong army. He, He was able to take them down. So I just think through being a good captain... Like that, that's the reason why he's willing to take him down. Not only that, but I mean, there was times that, you know, Russell Crowe was able to show the kind of, like you said, everyday man kind of vibe to the guy as well. You know, where it's like, yeah, let's drink a beer together. Can't wait to get back to my wife and kids on the farm type of vibe. You know what I mean? I think he, uh, just the loyalty he showed to his people. Like he was down to fight. He wasn't just shouting orders. I think, I forgot what the question was actually. It don't matter. <laughs> nah, re- run it back because I had a good answer. Like, I mean, why are all the people respecting him so much? Yeah, as a I general? think that, and I think he probably like just as a warrior, a soldier, the way he fights. I think that's very admirable. Like, you want to be that guy, and you probably see how Aurelius, how do you say his name, Aurelius, Marcus Aurelius. Yeah, how he treats them. They probably like. Yeah, it's crazy that no one's envious to try to sabotage him. Rome yeah. seems to me very similar to the United States in the sense that like they love a good winner. You know what I mean? Like they love somebody who's, who's winning. Like when you're winning these battles, everybody loves you. He's a fucking decorated general. They love that shit. Yeah. I mean, if you think about it, the idea of what we have here as a democracy in the United States is built off of the same idea of the Greeks, you know, who are, who the Romans copied, off of from there and kind of expanded their empire. And it's one of those, like we've always kind of done the same thing to me. There's always been a lot of um, similarities between Rome during its heyday like this. And Mm. then kind of the United States more or less from its beginning. Okay. There's a lot of mixed reviews about this movie. So when you look back, I'm reading reviews on this movie. There's a lot of reviews on why this movie sucks, and there's a lot of reviews on why this movie. Do you have okay. any? On why the movie sucks? I don't want to get into that just. I yet. just want to hear one that you read why it sucked and why it was good. Most of the shit that I read to why it was sucky was that it wasn't historically accurate. Like they were kind of just like not really going too hard off the way that Rome actually no, that's was. Some, that's some nitpicky bullshit. I mean, it, it, it is. It is. It is. But people are gonna look at that a lot. We're yeah. looking at Roman history. So it's like, it's one of the most studied periods in the, in, in humanity. You know what I mean? So it's like, people are going to nitpick when it comes to that. Um, the other one was just kind of the way it was filmed. You know, I've heard a lot of complaints about the color palette of like the movie itself. So like it starts out with a nice, like when they're in Germania or whatever, you see the intro to the movie and you're like, okay, this is going to be a movie with where the color palette tells a story. Like it's dark it represents everything outside of Rome as being dark. I mean, I know even Russell Crowe has a quote in the movie that's similar to like something along the lines of Rome is light. You know what I mean? Like Rome represents the light in the movie. Mm -hmm. 
and it didn't translate over as well as I was thinking. Like it went from Germania, then he goes to Africa, right? Which is, it's just like, there's just a really bland color palette, kind of like, uh, like Luke Skywalker's like home planet <laughs> vibe. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where it's just really like, uh, like, like a lot of tans. Scene, that first fight, that battle, uh-huh. the camera was just all over the it place. It was like, really trying to catch. Yeah. It was ridiculous. I, I, and that's what, that's one of uh, Roger Ebert's like biggest complaints with the movie was it was just muddy and like, and like fucked up looking fuzzy. Like it, it wasn't as, so I like, battle scenes in movies i'm a fan like i like the patriot i like braveheart i like fucking game of thrones i like watching these big battle scenes and it's like that just wasn't it like they didn't that like yeah. it wasn't as i know what they were trying to do in that opening scene and they just didn't do it it was weird too because like germania's on one side and they just waited for the romans to just attack them yeah it was kind of like they uh, came out under Fucking just do it, yelling and doing all this shit, and they just waited. And these dudes, yeah. they lit, lit the fires for their arrows, did everything, started shooting at them, and then they started fighting. I thought that was weird. Yeah, that it was, was uneventful. Weird. It wasn't like the greatest fucking battle scene where you, it could have been. No, there was a lot of really weird slow-mo kind yeah. of shots, too, that just seemed really Like fun. some weird Tom Hanks going onto the beach in D-Day and Saving Private Ryan where they're trying to do like, yeah. oh, I'm disoriented, like, what the fuck, like... Dude's running by on fire. It was just like, someone's on fire. They're not going to go try to fight. They're going to roll around on the ground. I don't know. I, felt, I, I think felt they did weird. that because the camera work was just, they probably got a lot of bad shit. I read something on the IMDb, like trivia portion where it's like, they fucked up some of the camera shots and decided to use them. Yeah, like, that's I, something that, that I read and I don't know how true it is, down. but that's what it looked like. Like some of that shit was out of frame and or like blurry and I don't know. Let me ask you this though. Let's get on track. What makes it a good movie? Like what? What do you think makes it a good movie? Joaquin Phoenix. <laughs> Joaquin Phoenix definitely elevates this movie. What else? For me, what makes it a good film is the fact that it kind of follows your good old fashioned hero's journey kind of story, where someone starts really high. They start, you know, on cloud nine. They get knocked as far down as possible, and then kind of find their way back out. You know, from hell. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You got I the agree. hero. You got the conflict. It's cool. like you, get, you got the you're journey. You're behind him. You're rooting for him. Like, yeah, kill yeah. this fucking guy. He gets Especially knocked the down. They, they the have the part where he's supposed to break out of jail. It fails. Mm-hmm. You have well, like the, the climax thing. that falls the flat. The family. The way yeah. they did his family. The way they ran over his son. <laughs> like that. Yeah. Hero, yeah. That nuts. hero's journey really is one of the fundamental pieces of making a great blockbuster. But I have questions mm-hmm. about that journey too. We'll get there. That man should have died. We'll get there. I think that you can't mess up a movie too too bad when you have the Colosseum as your background ancient rome you know what i mean like yeah roman politics are just fun it touches in them a little bit in the movie like there is that little weird thing going on with the republic and all that stuff and it's like it's fun like roman politics make for a good movie and on top of that you as much as we can hate on that first opening battle scene a lot of the fight scenes in this movie are fucking fantastic you have hans zimmer who's doing the score which is amazing just like rush our last podcast yeah and i mean it's like pirates of the caribbean if any of these movies that hans zimmer does a score in you're just like it's fantastic like it's great it's it's moving you know what i mean yeah and as much yeah we we trash talked the opening battle scene though the battle scene might not have been good it's one of those i do like the one-on-one fights or the coliseum fights you know, yeah. that were going on. Those were filmed way more 
I feel like it just was much better produced. And ahead of its time. I mean, yeah. we can name a list of movies that took obvious inspiration from this movie that were great. 300 being one of them. You yeah. know what I mean? There's a lot of movies that this movie kind of sparked. That whole like fighting in the middle of the Coliseum gladiator thing wasn't like, wasn't very, it was popular way before. You know what I mean? When we're looking at like Michael Douglas in like Spartacus. Yeah. You know, but it's like, yeah. you don't see it. You didn't see it for a long time. They call it like a sword and sandal movie. And like those sword and sandal movies fell off once like kind of CGI and big budgets came into play. And then what Ridley Scott did was he brought it back. He brought it back to the forefront. The year 2000, like let's fucking, let's do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he had the MF Doom mask too. Exactly. Which was also fucking cool. The costume design and all that shit was fantastic. Oh yeah. Whenever he gets into the fight, what's the dude named Tigris? What was his name? Uh, the, the, OG, the dude that he fights that was brought back, the gladiator that was retired. Yeah, when he pulls his little mask down, yeah, his name's Tigris. When he pulls his like mask down and it's like that face, like yeah, that shit is fucking. You gotta bad love those kind ass. of masks. Those like, are so. Who cool. made that? Yeah, you know, like somebody out there designed. Reminds me of like some Japanese type. The chariot shit was cool. The tigers in the Coliseum were fucking cool. This is in the year two thousand two, which is like you know it's almost yeah. twenty years ago. It's like it was fucking. I. This will bring me into this like my opinion on the film after watching it again was like, fuck, I wasn't expecting it to be as good. Like I just wasn't expecting everything to be as visual, like look as good. You know what I mean? Like I said, I'm willing to look past cheesiness. You know what I mean? But Mm -hmm. the tiger scene, especially I was just like, damn, those are real tigers. You know what I mean? I was expecting some like cheesy ass visual effects to come in. Those are fucking real tigers. I was expecting the fight choreography to be worse. It was pretty good. You know, fight choreography, sword choreography, and shit like that in movies is getting a lot better. So well, it's hard to because like because Crouching Tiger and shit. Yeah, like which they, is the same year as this when uh, that came out. But and then uh, Matrix was before, yeah, ninety nine. But it's like yeah, so they did it. The bar was, it was set for fighting. Yeah, so they had to step it up. Definitely. That's true. Yeah, they did have to step it up because they kind of. I think the the genre of action film was stepping up a lot during this time. I think Ridley Scott just kind of saw like a, a little bit of a hole in the game where he's like, all right, action stepping up, but no one has stepped up using a good old, you know, uh, was it like sword a, and sandal movie, exactly. you know? And he's like, all right, it's time to come out with a new one. Cause you know, it's one of those just like heist movies, you know, like there has to be one every certain amount of decades, you know, where you have a good one, you know, yeah. where it's like a new, you can say like every five years, out. you know what I mean? There's gotta yeah. be, I don't know what, I don't know what that, criteria is for a sword and sandal movie but mm-hmm. yeah and maybe every five years for When's the last time we've had one a good heist movie no sword and sandal <sighs> fuck man i mean it feels like they would make... it be 300 was there another one after 300 there was but i don't know if they were any good like they always make those like that's what i mean like epic ones though like ones an actual that's like... good one yeah yeah ones that you you can't forget not off the top of my head i can't i know that they had to go to steven spielberg to get this movie greenlit to get made right uh spielberg like producer or whatever got made through his studio and basically he was like yo it's about roman gladiators taking place in ancient coliseum fighting with swords and animals and stuff let's make it he only asked three questions that's it really three questions to get the movie greenlit he was basically like dude let's make it you know like yeah he likes big shit, though. It's fucking Spielberg. Um, 
Ridley Scott movie universe. I know we already did American Gangster. Russell Crowe's been in a few of his movies. He's been in uh, Robin Hood, A Good Year, and American Gangster. Mm-hmm. How does this movie hold up in those like Ridley Scott, Alien? I read a top 20 Ridley Scott movies uh, ranking today, uh-huh. and this one was number 17. Really? Yeah. What was the top 10? I or mean, what are some know. in the top 10? I mean, it was like a couple of the Alien movies, American Gangster. Hannibal, I'm sure. Yeah, there, Hannibal is up there. Blade Runner. Blade Runner for sure. Was one? Three. Alien was one. Oh, I'll take that. But it's like, Gladiator, you know, Maximus is named, uh, I mean, I have it in here somewhere. He's the number 35 in Empire's top 100 movie characters of all time. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously it did well for itself. Right. You guys want to get into a couple uh, category questions? Let's do it. Uh, See how we do? All right, let's do best scenes. For anybody who doesn't know, by now, I'm going to list off a few scenes that I thought were the best scenes in the movie. You guys can tell me what you guys think. You have anything to add, feel free. Number one, I got that first battle in Germania. I think we all agreed. Not so good. Some people like it. I do enjoy the color palette of that scene. Uh, I have the first gladiator battle, the are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? Is this not why you are here? scene battle of the carthage which is uh my name is maximus decimus meridius when he goes down to meet maximus which is great my name is maximus decimus meridius commander of the armies of the north general of the felix legions loyal servant to the true emperor marcus aurelius father to a murdered son husband to a murdered wife and i will have my vengeance this life or the next uh battle with the retired gladiator right tigris and then the in scene which is the fight with the emperor what do you guys think anything to add i think you nailed it with the, the, scenes. the best scenes weirdly though it's like they're all fight scenes yeah you know what i mean like i was looking hard for some scenes like joaquin's phoenix like commodus scenes like something like along the side but like they're all just battle scenes but the movie is that you know, it's there. It's just a bunch of battles strung together with shit in the middle. You know what I mean? Like, let's call a spade a spade. Like, it's it is an action movie at the end of the day. Yeah, say because the the walking phoenix scenes or the like the little bit of slower scenes are one of those. They're contrasted with people sword fighting. You know, how can you really compete with that? It's just it's not possible, and it moves a lot slower. And it almost feels know, like filler. Everything yeah. that they're talking about in the middle. Just feels yeah. like restoring the Republic and he like at one point they're asking him like, oh, we need to rebuild like the aqueducts for the people. And he's like, no, let's have a hundred days of games and like all this shit. And it's like, who cares about any of that? Like, yeah. no, but like, I like, hey, we ain't from Rome, homie. We don't give a damn. <laughs> no, we don't give a fuck. <laughs> fights, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go, I'm going to, I'm going to take the lead here. I think that battle, the Carthage scene where like he kind of takes control of the gladiators they're riding around on the chariots fucking what and the, leading up to walking phoenix finally coming out and seeing that's him the take best his that's what made off. it though so don't good. turn your don't turn your back on the emperor yeah and then he gets busy and it's like and takes off his helmet remember he picks up that arrow all sketchy prison style <laughs> yeah that was good shit i'm one thing i like that he did every before every fight he always grabbed the dirt grabbed yeah. the dirt rubbed it in i thought that was cool kind of almost like a little you know, symbolizing like, dude, I'm not scared to get my hands dirty. Like one of the people, uh, do you know what I mean? Like I liked, I, I liked it. Like I'm he, a man's man. 
Man's man, dude. I love it. What do you think? Best scene? I'm going to say for me, I agree with you, actually. The Battle of Carthage is probably my favorite scene in that movie. Close I like, second to that. I mean, that close second would be that retired gladiator fight with good. Oh, yeah. That's that's a, such he, a cool fight. He didn't kill him. It's just... I remember he walked away. It first. was kind of like being like, fuck you, though. Yeah, to that's what I thought it was character. so cool. Because everybody wanted the death. Yeah. But he was like, I don't yeah. give a fuck what you want. I'm not going to kill this dude because I'm that's the merciful. And you got you agree? Same scene? I agree, yeah. Yeah? Just, just, all right. Oh, and then, do, uh, uh, no, the, are you not entertained also? Just because that whole, oh, yeah. are you not entertained? Like, that was so fire. I like the vibe that he has in that scene where he's just like, I don't give a fuck if you kill me or not. Fuck it. Yeah. Like, I'm cool with it. It doesn't matter. I don't think that he even thought at that point that he was ever going to get a chance to see Commodus again. Yeah. Do you know? So that was cool. Well, what's interesting about that, even just that line in general, are you not entertained is kind of the idea of just like sacrifice, you know, where it's like, and how like twisted the idea of like entertainment is really where it's like these people want to see his death. They want to see people die. They want to see like gruesomeness they want to you know they just want to see something fucked up you know and it kind of goes with the whole idea of like if you look at like on social media you know you see like these pages that have huge followings because that they're just known for their fucked up shit world star dude it's like i want to see a fight you know imagine if that say the 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 old ancient rome world star was pretty much gladiators i used to go on world star and it was just strictly just rap shit now (laughs) i don't know what it is I'll go in there and just watch like a 45, like 20, 45 minute fight compilations in a row, dude. I'll get, I'll get lost in that shit, dude. Fight compilations. I've lost like my, do you know, you know those fight compilations? It'll start with like some Kung Fu edit in the beginning. It's shit's crazy. Anyways, speaking of, are you not entertained? Best quote of the movie. I left that one out. I don't know why, but same. I'm going to read a couple quotes. You guys, something you want to add in, add it in. And you guys pick what you think is the best one. Maximus, brothers. What we do in life echoes in eternity. This movie has a lot of fucking good quotes, though. Let me just mm-hmm. say that. Let me start Yeah, there. I agree. Number two, Marcus Aurelius. Death smiles at us all. All we can do is smile back. Number three, Maximus. My name is Maximus Decimus Meridius, commander of the armies of the north, general of the Felix Legions, lord servant to the true emperor, Marcus Aurelius, father to a murdered son, husband to a murdered wife, and I will have my vengeance in this life or the next. God damn. Preach. Heavy, heavy. Next quote. You got to kill him right there after you say some shit like that. The frost. Sometimes it makes the blade stick. The frost. Sometimes it makes the blade stick. Epic. Epic. Super cocky. Marcus Aurelius. There was once a dream that was Rome. You could only whisper it. Anything more than a whisper and it would vanish. It was so fragile. Beautiful. Beautiful. I love that one. I love it. Commodus. A general who became a slave. A slave who became a gladiator. A gladiator who defied an emperor. He had had a little too much dip on his chip after that, though. (laughs) (laughs) Slow down, B. He had to hit him with a little death stab, dude, before they fought. All right, what... Do you guys think the best? I think we all can agree that it's that fucking. My name is Marcus. Lyrical miracle. (laughs) Maximus. What's his middle name? Decimus. Maximus Decimus Meridius. (laughs) Lyrical miracle on him, man. Nah, he hit him with too much steer right there, where it was just like, "Kill me, motherfucker! You want my blood? Take my blood!" (laughs) 
Yeah, that shit was fucking. Actually, my favorite quote was the uh, death smiles at us all. All we can do is smile back. Yeah, I like that one too. And a really close one for me, like in the moment of the movie is the frost. Sometimes it makes the blade stick. Yeah, that yeah I love good. that shit. Where you're just like, yeah, motherfucker, get some. I was hyped. I was hyped. It's kind of him like flexing um, experience. There's just anything. that big moment where he's like, there was one father like, to a murdered son. Way, like, I, that yeah. shit is so good. I didn't have the remote, so I couldn't rewind fast. So I was just trying to write it. But uh, it's him and uh, Joaquin. They're going back and forth, and he's like, "Did your friend smile at his own death?" And then um, fucking like, Maximus was like, "You must know." was your father <laughs> some cocky shit good vibes on that dude. another one that i would add in there too it wasn't as much like it's the best quote but it's the one quote that actually, notable you know well the one that like made me laugh super hard was just uh joaquin's um am i not merciful ad-libbed was it yeah ad-libbed in her face and she actually got scared that that's a fucking great line because yeah he is one of the greats there was one from my man Gracious that I thought was just super tight. I remember when he sat down and they say something about, they're talking about for the people. He's like, I don't pretend to be a man of the people, but I do try to be a man for the people. And that's Hell just yeah. real shit. That's some right Obama there. shit, dude. That's like yeah. that Bernie. That's, that's the heater with that Bernie. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like I ain't, I ain't here tap Bernie. dancing for y'all, but I'll help y'all. Yeah, I like that. I, I, I get behind that. That's the, I mean, we don't want to geek out and make this like a Roman podcast i know and anybody who's gonna listen to the podcast before this rush we just geek me and russ geek out on formula one driving and shit i don't want to do that again (laughs) but rome is fucking cool and it's unique in the sense that like they really did have a democracy a long time ago and like you can look back in history and see the way that it worked and it's like it's very similar to what the fuck we have going on here it's set up to be entertaining you know what i mean commodus in real life wasn't actually like killed in the gladiator arena he was actually strangled to death by like an athlete of the time was like hired to come in and like strangle him. You know what I mean? Like strangle him to death. Like fools would just get stabbed out and murdered and shit. He was like, getting yeah. off the way Joaquin well, was getting off. He deserved that shit. Well, the thing <laughs> was, was that the, the people really <laughs> loved him at first too. No, yeah. And he would fight in the gladiator arena. Yeah, Steve. But like his people would stab the dudes in the back and, and then, then they'd put the armor on and not tell him that they did it. So he would think he was just murking fools. But he was wild and he was getting like statues built of himself wiping I've out statues of hercules like he, he took a big ass statue of like hercules that was already there and put his face on it like he was just he was wilding like he shit. started out a fan of the people because he could hunt and like he was a swordsman but he got too cocky <laughs> yeah. you can fly you can fight you can crow <laughs> that's it like that's exactly it, dude. all right mvp of the movie. Let's hit them over I the got head three nominees. Number one, Russell Crowe, Maximus. Number two, Joaquin, Commodus. Number three, Connie Nielsen as Lucia. Just because I didn't feel like I could put... I feel like if I put her in the, the next category, like the actor with a limited role category, it's an easy win because she does a great job. But I don't think she can compete with... Maximus and Commodus, really? So. No, not at all. I mean, are you? Are you she does me? a great job. J Lo auditioned for that role. Did she? I, yeah. Ooh, they probably would have showed her ass. So she was in it. So I kind of <laughs> wish she was in it. Nah, sorry, ladies. I'm just joking. Don't make it weird. All right, I'm gonna say Joaquin. I, okay, so let, let me let me just let me just. I will second that. Let me just say this real yeah. quick. 
I think that this is Russell. This is Russell Crowe's movie. I don't think that it's Joaquin's movie. I don't think that like Joaquin is the reason why people keep coming back to this movie. I do think that that is Russell Crowe. I think that it's yeah. his. It's like his most iconic performance. His character in the movie is the most important character in the movie. It's listed in that top 100 characters of all time for a reason. I think it's a great character. At the same time, I think that Joaquin's character wasn't supposed to be as sick as he made it. Like, I feel like you could have done a worse job. I just feel like he elevated the movie to being like, okay, this is a, this is like a, this is a 300, this is 300, right? Sick. Gerard Butler wouldn't be nothing without Gerard Butler. What Gerard, what 300 was missing was a Joaquin Phoenix to make it win Academy Awards and shit for like best picture. Like he was just, he added a little something to it that was just like, it was amazing. So yeah, I don't think he was supposed to be that good. You know, but it's one of those he at this time, I mean, Joaquin Phoenix wasn't really the Joaquin Phoenix we know now where he's so known and highly respected and just he's known as one of the greats at the at this moment. At this time, he was still kind of emerging a little bit. He was just River Phoenix, little brother. Was he still, was he still fresh off a of leaf off the name change? I think he changed like earlier than that. But I'm just joking. I mean, that's what people knew. Him from. I don't think that joke, he was bro. as popular, but. People have, I mean, you could say, if I was going to make a list of top 10 best actors of our, of our generation, of our lifetime, he's in there. I yeah. think he's fucking great. I think that. So they weren't expecting that, I think, when they casted him to, to really be that good. He's one of those guys that you know has talent because of a movie like this, where it's just like, Joaquin Phoenix is fucking amazing. Yeah. You see a movie like The Master, you're like, that shit is fucking incredible. I still don't think that he's emptied his tank. You know what I mean? I don't think that we've seen everything that he could do. And I think that then we're going to see it with a joke. I think that this is going to sound, this is going to sound, this is con- this is a hot take. This is kind of controversial. Hot take. He is amazing. He's an amazing actor in our circle. Overrated a little bit. I feel like, because I don't think that he's really like gone there to the point. I don't think that he's done like a Heath Ledger joker performance or like i don't think he's done like a daniel day lewis there will be blood performance yet but we all know that he can he would be one of those guys that if he never really hits that point i would consider him to be like one of those dudes that we knew had the potential that didn't do overrated though i don't think he's overrated i just i don't feel like he's hit his potential yet so So we just haven't seen it yet to me to me he's the fucking aaron to me he's the aaron Rodgers of actors He's Aaron Rodgers. Where Aaron Rodgers is going to go down as for sure, for sure. But the I don't best quarterback of all time, right? But he's not going to go down with like Brady's Super Bowl win record. He's kind of always hurt. But he has. A we ring. all know he has the potential. Everybody knows he should. Everybody knows Aaron Rodgers should have more rings than he no, has. Right? No, but everyone will. Everyone that watches the game is like, oh, this is exactly the that's best. A, that's my exact point. Like that's how I feel about walking. But Phoenix. he's not overrated. I don't like that. I, don't, I just don't like the word. I feel overrated. like overrated was probably overrated. probably a bad. I just feel like. He's not going to get a chance. He's going to have to rise to the occasion, similar to Aaron Rodgers. Like Aaron Rodgers is going to have to win a couple Super Bowls if he wants to be the greatest of all time. Like he's not going to be able to end his career how he's doing it right now and be like, "Oh, he's the greatest quarterback that ever lived." Because on paper, he's not. Like with like st- statistically, and that's what I'm saying. And I don't want to get into football. I'm I just, just don't like the overrated word. Not overrated. <laughs> not overrated. But like held to like a higher standard than like what we know he could do is basically what I'm trying to say. 
if yeah. that makes sense. Like I'm trying to make a football comparison. When maybe it's not a football. And, you're comparison. Saying, and that's what you're saying. In our circle, we in hold our him to in our highest. circle, we yeah. hold him very highly in very high regard. But he hasn't like but lived it's up also to too, it. He's like he's a child actor, also. So for him I mean, to you you could say relevant and then put out quality films. Oh, for sure. And when we're when we're talking he's about just, yeah, I know I get what you're saying. Like when we're talking about Aaron Rodgers, right? It's like he does have a Super Bowl, right? He does have a Super Bowl, and I think that Super Bowl is for Joaquin that is the master for him like which is like really good but we need something else because he's not out of his prime yet like but I need hey, I need another well one. we're gonna get the Joker we're gonna get the Joker I think he's gonna kill and him and we'll see but the thing is too yo he's not Michael Jordan <laughs> you can't just expect to get Michael Jordan out of a guy that's not Michael Jordan no he's but he's got another he's got another be Kobe Nah, yeah, he's I mean, Kobe. he's got a couple rings in you know him. Like, I mean? He like, has he, a couple rings good. in him, you know what yeah, I mean? But we want more, but it's like, nah, he's good. But then he does shit like, I'm still here. Yeah, well, <laughs> you know. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, he don't. He doesn't give a damn what you think, clearly. You could, you could put True. Daniel Day-Lewis in that, like, Tom Brady category where you're like, all right, the dude's going to make a movie. He's going to win Best Actor, Best Picture for it, or Best Actor for that movie. Like, he's fucking fantastic. He's on another level than, yeah. than, the, than the thing. But there's always going to be these actors underneath where you're like, what could have been? He's Ledger. What could, Heath Ledger is like the limb bias of fucking actors where you're just like that motherfucker was going to be up there with like the Jordans and like he was going to be the best act. Like, I mean, I just watched uh, um, Brokeback Mountain recently and it's just like, dude, if, if it's mind blowing how good Heath Ledger was and what could have happened. And I fucking Joaquin Phoenix is Heath Ledger, but he's not dead. Like, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like, he's like the live version of Heath Ledger. Like, I think he's better than Heath. Um, I mean, this hot take for sure. Heath Ledger was on track. <laughs> Heath Ledger was on track, dude. Heath Ledger was like, he was direct. He was already starting to direct. Like he was on track to be like the goat. But we can argue about that another day. I just, I want to see Joaquin really step out and fucking. I mean, we're in, the, we're in the Joaquin conversation right now, right? We jumped into it a little early, but it's like he has the potential still, and he's getting into it. Like he's starting to get that look. You know what I mean? Like he, ha- he's getting into his his years where he can do some great shit. Yeah. No, he, he's been in his bag. Yeah. He's I mean, been in his bag. He's just right. But right now I feel like he's getting into that. Like, cause I mean, walk the line. Great. Yeah. Right. To die for fucking killed it. He, I mean, he, he has, he has fucking bangers. This movie though. Her. Good. Yeah. This movie though. You were never really here. Fire. Haven't seen it still. <laughs> My man's in his bag, I just, bro. I just feel Don't like. Don't worry. You won't give a far on foot. I just feel like for where he is right now, he's out of that like, okay, his looks aren't carrying him, you know? Like he's getting, like you can yeah. see it in the master. He's getting into that like that Daniel Day-Lewis, I'm a fucking, I'm going to get it for my chops only. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which is like a lot of actors, I feel like a lot of actors are jealous of that. I feel like Leonardo DiCaprio, Brad Pitt, Matthew, Matthew McConaughey stepped out of it stepped out of it and like into this like little alternate universe of like yeah. my looks aren't the reason why I'm winning Academy Awards it's because of my acting a hundred percent and a lot True. I feel like a lot of actors are too good looking and they're just jealous of that like they try like Leonardo DiCaprio trying in The Revenant like he had to try to be unattractive he had to put the fake teeth in like he had to like look like shit yeah Joaquin just has that look that Daniel Day-Lewis look where it's just like if he if Daniel Day-Lewis wants to put on wants to like be sexy he could do it same thing with Joaquin but he doesn't have to try too hard to be like an everyday character. You know what I mean? I love that. Yeah. You know, just don't ever say he's overrated. Be not overrated. You know what I'm trying to say? I think we cleared it up. Let's do a 
Best performance by actor with a limited role. Sleeper award. All right. Now that we, we're done with that huge Walking Phoenix rant. I got <laughs> Oliver Reed. Oliver Reed, who played Proximo. Right. Uh, Jimon Hunsu, who played Juba. And Tommy Flanagan, who played Cicero. Shout out to Chibs, Sons of Anarchy. <laughs> Shout out. He was in Braveheart. Do you remember him in Braveheart? He was like the homie in Braveheart. They'd come Dude, and steal he, his wife. It's he a got whole... a, what's it called? A Chelsea smile? A real one. Is that what really happened to those scars? Yeah, he was a DJ. And someone sliced him like that? Yeah, at a party. At a club, I think. I'm sorry. I was reading on it. Those are the really? gnarliest scars. Yeah. Great. He's a great character actor, though, because you'll always kind of see him in shit. He's fantastic. And yeah. like he can he can act. I liked him in this no, role. Like He's great. He did great in this This role. one, he's a little like, uh, when you see him in Braveheart, he's a little bit more hardened. Like a little bit more of like a hardened warrior, which is like yeah, like it's, it's nice to see him in this kind of being like compassionate, being like, you know. And the way he's, the way the character is, you would think he'd be like a little snake or something. But he's not. He's just looking out for his man. Yeah, he's just down. Yeah. yeah. He's like that's the best cool. personal assistant you could have ever. With yeah. that being said, Proximo, that's the guy that uh, bought Maximus, he's right? He's like the slave. Yeah. The gladiator. That guy, he was, he was good. He killed it. Say, he's my, he's my vote for the uh, Sleeper Award. He did. He just did such a good job. And I feel like a close second to, like, he kind of did on a lower level from, like, a supporting role of, like, what Joaquin Phoenix did. Like, I feel like he kind of just jumped off jumped off the screen as, like, oh, this dude is fucking crushing it. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Uh, fun fact, I know we sp- talked about this earlier, but he died during the making of this movie, before the movie was fun even done. Fact, he died. Not not fun, but a fact about the movie is he, he died during the movie, so they had to like kind of change the ending around well, a little I bit. Well, I heard he, he also challenged uh, Russell Crowe to a fight at one point during the making of this movie. Oh, yeah, they had beef. They had beef. Um, I'm going to say Proximo, Oliver Reed. Yeah. Me. I think it's yeah. a pretty easy... I mean, uh, G-Man, the dude who plays Juma, Juba, he did a great job. I mean, he's good yeah. in every movie that he's in. What is he? He's in fucking is Blood it Diamond. Blood Diamond, Amistad. Like, he's just a good, he's a passionate fucking guy. Good looking dude. Big, yeah. good looking Jack. Just fucking. Was that his hair in the beginning? I kept asking that. Did he have like a little I've weird, like Afro yarmulke? Like, yeah. that he I've had like. Seen a, him bald, but. Uh, I don't know. Because he had the hair bald. in the beginning of the movie where it was cut like around the back. Yeah, do you know what I'm saying? It looked like they just chopped that shit. I don't know, a little funny looking. I thought it was weird too when, um, since we're talking about hair, when uh, Russell Crowe's going back to his crib, crib on the hill, he just had long hair out of nowhere. (laughs) (laughs) No, because he's been riding dog for months. I think it took like a long time for it to get back to his fucking. Yeah, I think that's what they were going for with Mm -hmm. the horse. Because his beard was all fucking grown out. Saying the horse was all messed up from probably. I guess the horse died when he was charging. The horse just died, and he didn't eat nothing to drink. He was rolling around like he was drunk. Just. It's crazy how back in the day you could just die from getting your arm sliced open. You know what I mean? What was he like? Yeah, he had the maggots and everything. And then they put Juba no, put that. Juba little... put the maggots in it. Did he? Or they were in no, there? No, Juba, they were infected. in there when he woke infected. up. Well, no, that's why he was like, "Leave them. They're cleaning it out." That's what he said to him yeah. when he woke up. He's like, "Leave them." Yeah. So I don't know if he. And put then he put. Did he? Did he smash him or he put? He some was like chewing up some dirt or something. Yeah, yeah. some sketchy shit. All right, let's take a little break real quick. Hear a little something, a little word from our fantastic sponsors, and we'll get straight back into the Fast Five. Holla at me. And we're back. Boys. Oh my god. <laughs> I fucking hate that. No, I don't hate that guy, but that's the most annoying guy. We're back. We are fucking back. With Special. the word from whatever 
I don't know if we plugged a sponsor in right there. I don't know if we're doing the fleshlight thing. Whatever you guys want, dude. Whatever. Give a shout out to Spit Sunflower Seeds. Crack Huge pepper. shout out to Spit Sunflower Seeds, Sierra Nevada Beer. And what are you drinking over there, Russ? I don't know. Some Rogue? Rogue? Yeah, Rogue. He's on his Disney of... Star Wars shit. Yeah. yeah. Some kind of black. Beer. Little know. backstory for anybody. It's one of those beers where someone just leaves it in your fridge and you just. It's happened to me before. It. Solomon, actually, the great Mike Solomon, bought me a six pack of those one time and I was drinking them for the podcast. Uh, a little backstory for anybody that's made it this far into the podcast is we enjoy our beverages on this podcast and our marijuana, some of us. So this is Man. not a substance free podcast. This is a pro substance podcast so take that as you will let's jump straight into the fast five five quick character questions i'm going to name a few questions they're a little random i might improvise i might do my own thing mix them up a little bit but i'm gonna ask you guys some questions about the characters and let's see where we go from here i dig it man i know we've been jumping in especially about i mean there's a lot of uh russell crowe joaquin phoenix discussion on this podcast already they make the movie but you know let's see where this takes us First question, kind of weird for this movie, considering it's a Roman question, but like which character in the movie do you most relate to and why? Mike, what do you think? I'm going to have to go with Gracious. Why do you ask? (laughs) (laughs) I don't pretend to be a man of the people, but I do try to be a man for the people. He has the most, (laughs) and he probably has the most like... No, but just in general, it's just like, I don't got to be around you. To look out for you, you know what I mean, and yeah. I think that's the kind of person I am. Like friends or anything, it's just like I'm just here trying to help, you know. And he, I'm no warrior. And I'm he's not, not evil. I'm not trying man, to fuck he's my a man sister. Of principle, right? Yeah. Which, which I can see that. Like I mean, as long as I've known you, you're stern on the shit that you believe in. It's always going to be yeah. that. You know what I mean? You feel a certain way. That's the way that it's going to be. Always. We're going to argue about it till the end of the night. Everyone's going to go home because me and you are making it weird arguing, but we're going to fucking, we're, we're arguing. Russ, what do you think? For me, it's going to be probably Lucila's kid. That's where I was going to go. We were, yeah, like, this was tough. Like, cause yeah, it's one of those, like, do I relate with anyone? I'm like, Lucila's kid. I don't remember his name. Quintus. Was it Quintus? I think so. No, it was a Lucius. Lucius. Okay, Lucius, I back just because I'm like, I don't know. Like, I feel like me in life, I'm just a little kid running around. I don't know what is happening. Kind of a fan of everything that's going on. Yeah, it's just one of those like, I'm just... Stoked on what's going, like the people around. Yeah, Yeah, just take it all in. I see that. I can can feel that for sure. Mine, I thought you were going to say mine. Mine is going to have to be Lucia. Is like the character that I most relate to in the movie just because she has... She just very like thought out. She's calculated in like the shit that she's doing. You know what I mean? Like she. Yeah. Well, it's one of those. So the idea behind this movie is the whole um, for Rome, you know, for the better of Rome, Roman pride and anything. It's one of those who better kind of sacrifice themselves almost in this film than her. But she yeah. also is down. She's also down to act on emotion, which is like, yeah, she is doing a lot of this shit out of love. She is act like if there is a romantic element to this movie, it is the way that she she I mean she feels some type of way about Maximus, right? Yeah. It's obvious. 
but she's playing both sides of the fence. Like she's she's doing her thing. Like she's adapting as she goes. And I feel End like day. Oh, she, she it was all about her and her kid. I think it was only her kid. That's what she cared about. Yeah. She sold Maximus yeah. out the road. I mean, I know that we haven't touched on any like incest vibes in this movie. I'm sure that we'll get there, but there is a creepy <laughs> little there's a creepy little brother sister thing going on in here. It reminds me of the last time I logged on to Pornhub. You know what I mean? A lot of every those, time. A lot of those thumbnails. You know what I mean? Stepbrother fucking blah blah blah. It sucks yeah. because they label it that, but they're not really brothers and sisters. They're brother and sister in the movie. No, I'm saying on oh, Pornhub. Pornhub. Oh. Yeah. Pornhub is really just a lot no, of One of them's like Puerto Rican and the other dude's like fuck it's a sit a stepsister. Anyway, yeah. we, that's a whole different podcast. <laughs> oh, stepmoms. Who's is my your thing. least favorite character in the movie? Russ. Go. I mean, it's one of those how could you not have Joaquin Phoenix as your least favorite character in a way just because it and to me that means Joaquin Phoenix did such a good job at creating a character that you hate so much because he's so creepy and just so just you you can't help but love to hate that dude. I think that we need to set this standard here once and for all by what this question means. Right. Yeah. Because I feel like I feel like we don't we're not grasping. I feel like you guys have an idea of what you think I'm asking when I ask this question. And what I'm really asking is who do you wish wasn't in this movie? Right. Because well, you it's already like have. We, what we actor would you replace? <laughs> well, we need, we need com- like which character, who's your least favorite? Not the most irreplaceable. Not mine, who would you Mine, replace? for instance, is Falco. I didn't like him. I just didn't like him. Yeah. I mean, like, cause he for, was yeah. like gassing up. He was gassing fucking, up. For me, it's the kid, dude. Like, the, like this is where I'm going with this. I don't Ouch, like the little man. kid. Like I don't like the little kid as an as an actor I, in the movie. Like for him, for me. Then you gotta say, who's your least favorite actor? Not a character. Yeah. Because the character well, he's just a fucking kid. Falco well, was doing bad well, as shit. A, as a character, what that kid adds to is kind of just like more of the stakes. What is there to lose? And not only that, but I think Maximus really sees. His son and his wife his and the son. two of them. Exactly. I get it. Look at I make these fast five questions. These are the one part of like the shit that I I don't think any of us re- like research. This is kind of like the Russian roulette. Like we're going mm-hmm. where we're going right now. Like there's I mean I don't have yeah. a lot of notes written down right here. We're rocking and rolling through these bad boys. For me, my least favorite character in the movie. I mean I'm same thing. I'm gonna have to say it's probably the dude that that Mike said. What's his name? Falco. Falco. Like he's just kind of whispering up? in the king's ear, just being a little piece of shit. Yeah. I don't know. Something about that little kid. I don't know what other movie I've seen him in. I just don't like I've his face. I've seen him. He's like a fake Paul Dano, dude. Yeah, I don't like his face, dude. Like, He's there's something there. Not cool, Paul Dano. Paul Dano's a man. Who's the most irreplaceable character in the movie? I think this is an easy one. I'm going to say Joaquin. Mm-hmm. Because I think that Russell Crowe, although he did kill it, a few people could have probably done that role. Yeah, probably. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's not much. Like, there's not very much. Like, there's not a lot of crazy acting going into it. See, this though, is Joaquin's kind of wheelhouse. Yeah, you know Russell Crowe yeah. in that like last scene where he like gets a nice little death scene. He nut he nutted his pants when he read that fucking script. <laughs> yeah. The best actor that's ever lived that of all time. Was, <laughs> that scene though is just like they all carry him off. And they just leave he so Joaquin. High. He said to yeah. Russell Crowe. Famous Russell Crowe said he was like, dude, this is the best. Best performance I've ever done. Did he? Yeah, he fucking loves that <laughs> shit, dude. He's I a love fucking, fucking dick, beautiful mind. Dude. A, he makes me. That makes me like him a little more. Yeah, though. but in beautiful mind though, he didn't get like. He wasn't laying there like the people of Rome. 
we must restore the Republic. And then just like fell to a knee and then like died and they carried him out. Like that's how Russell Crowe really wants to die, dude. And Russell Crowe's yeah. a fucking psycho, dude. He hangs out with Jay-Z and Kanye, man. Let him live. Jay-Z, I mean, Jay-Z is the only one out of those three that I'm cool with. The other two fucking psychos, dude. All right. Who's the most irreplaceable character in the movie? I thought we said Joaquin. No. Oh, yeah. Joaquin. But which actor would you replace with who? That's what I meant to say. Oh. I didn't really think about this one for this movie. Like, who do you think could have, like, jumped in there, dude? Like, which actor should have been I mean, there's a lot of people that I feel like could have possibly taken the role of Maximus. I could see... uh, I mean, I got a few. I heard that Mel Gibson was supposed to be on the role. He was already 40, so he turned it down because he felt like he was too old. What's up, bro? He's the... All right. If we want to talk about the OG man's man character, Fuck Mel dickhead. Gibson is that guy. He's a fucking dickhead. What's the yeah, girl? Yeah, so from? is fucking Russell Crowe. What's the girl from? Uh, Say he is Gone that girl. guy though. I agree. He is the man's man. Like yeah. in Lethal Weapon, Roseman, in Braveheart, Roseman Pike. And yeah, both can play Lucila. Yeah, I love her. I she's, can say she's I would great. do that one. Yeah, she's from. Uh, what's Gone it called? Girl. Gone, girl. Gone Girl. Yeah, yeah. she can play Lucila great. easily. Easily, I could see that. Yeah. I like that one. That's actually well thought out. But let's get back into this. Uh, let's get back into this Mel Gibson conversation here. <laughs> you guys have <laughs> that conversation. If we're talking about the most rugged, like original OG man's man dude, and we're talking about Braveheart, which is probably the first one of these type of movies that ever came out. True, the goat dude. He's the goat. True, Mel Gibson would have actually done a really good job for this, and almost I almost feel like if it this was movie kind of was written made in like nineteen ninety two. Yeah. He is that guy. He is the one who does it, and it probably would have been better because he's a better actor than Russell Crowe is. Yeah, like I said before, he's Australian too. Yeah, and he's a fucking fan. I mean, I don't know. I mean, there's some Australian people listening to this right now that are going to tell you that Russell Crowe is probably from New Zealand. Is it Chris Hemsworth? He's Australian, isn't he? I don't know, but he, like, he's really limited. Like, he has to play Thor. You know what I mean? Like, you're not going to see you're too much. You know what's man. funny is... I wish I was here last weekend because you were hating on my man's... And he's like, well, he can only play Thor. And then he was in Rush, your movie. He was Thor in Rush, though. Like, he was just rushing. He was, he was a nah, Thor. He was if a Thor was a race car driver. He was smoking and drinking and driving. Well, he was. And racing. I, he was one of the first people I thought could have actually filled for Maximus. He could have been. He would be a. If we're talking about Chris Hemsworth, I think he would be like a good James Bond. You know what I mean? Like he has what? that. Like he's co- he's Hell like a cocky, no. sexy. No, no has the accent. I'm here for Idris Elba, James Bond. Idris Elba's too old now to be James Bond. But look at Daniel, Daniel Craig. Craig's looks old, old too. Daniel Craig's on his way. Black out, don't though. crack, baby. That man looks young. <laughs> nah, he's on. He got dye that hair. He's straight. Don't be hating on Idris. <laughs> you can't start a fucking. You can't start being James Bond now because we need like we need a fucking decade out of you. Like they need it needs to be like you know it needs to be a young dude. He needs to be somebody like... You can get three films out of him. I don't know, dude. We can't have James Bond being in his 50s. Who's dog. James Bond? Because Remy uh, Malik's playing the villain. It's going to be Daniel Craig one Say more, even though Daniel he doesn't want to do it. He doesn't want to do it. He didn't want to do it. Because he's like, I'm old as shit. But no, they're they're trying to make... Uh, fuck, dude. What's his name? I saw the dude that they're trying to make as the next James Bond. It's somebody from like Game of Thrones or someone. Someone like oh popular. God. All right. That they're bringing into the next one. Anyways, we don't got to get into that. What's uh? Okay, who could? Who's Bradley Cooper in this movie? Where where can we fit in, my man? He's Brad. playing fucking guy to put the wig on and announces the fights. Yeah, dude. <laughs> 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 
Yeah. I did not expect that guy coming in here at all. Hey, no, I think I think that he could have played the role of the Juba. You know? Nah, he could have played the fucking the dude that was Maximus's homie. The that, big dude? No, the guy that eventually was just like he's just part of the army. You know, at the end he he stops him from pulling right, the swords right. out. He could have played uh-huh. that. Yeah, no, I could see that. What I was thinking though, um You don't think he could have played Maximus? Hell no. Nah. No, I think he could have played Commodus though. Yeah. yeah. He's a little snake, but he he, hey, ain't, he can't stop. beat no he's not gonna I be the greatest it, warrior. <laughs> I think it's possible. I think that if he was Commodus though I think if Brad Cooper is Commodus, you know. he takes Russell Crowe at the end. This is how I, no, <laughs> I feel like he how, kills Russell Crowe no, at the end. It's is, a different movie. This is how we know because you know how we said who would win out of the fight? Gerard Butler, Brad Pitt, and Maximus, and we said Maximus would win. Brad, Bradley Cooper is Maximus is not winning that fight. Bro. All right. Real life. Brad Cooper, Russell Crowe, Brad Pitt, and Gerard Butler in a bar. Shit starts getting heated. Brad Cooper's getting the first one getting fucked up. I know Brad Pitt. I think is the first one getting knocked out. Nah, uh, hell nah. Brad Pitt's getting knocked out by Brad Cooper. Brad Pitt hell is no. getting KO'd by fucking BC. Hell no. BC's taking BP down. Hell I think no. in real life, Russell Crowe's putting the hands on all of them in real life. I think Gerard Butler got a little something. Yeah, that's. that's but I think I agree. Butler I think. Russell Crowe's coming out. No, Russell Crowe's going to be the dude. But, Russell Crowe's gritty, sick-smoking, fucking band-playing, fucking... But I'll tell you right now, Brad Pitt ain't getting washed, dog. You wild. Nah, hey. Hell right. no. Nah. Bradley Cooper's getting his ass beat. No, I think that. I think that's a little cat fight on the side. Hell no. Nah. cat fight. Dog, they're you are wilding. They're definitely the first... He knows how to fucking fight. They're definitely the first two out, right? You think that... No. Like, you Brad might be the last one standing with fucking Russ, dude. Hell no. Never in a million fucking years ever. I bet you this man knows how to fight. I bet you, I'll find some footage. All right. Who's I know f- Bradley Cooper does not know how to fight. Bradley Cooper is Wedding Crashers. Fucking Bradley. That's who Bradley Cooper is. I think is Bradley Cooper life. has like an athletic background. I think he kind Fuck of gets no. by on his athleticism. Hell no. Nah. I think fucking Brad Pitt. I think Brad Pitt. I don't know, dude. Hey, don't be fooled by the good looks. Don't be fooled by the good looks. All right, who do you think the most... Every actor in Hollywood gets into a fucking fat-ass rumble, royal rumble of actors in Hollywood. Who comes out on top? This is what I say. Russell Crowe probably comes out... Russell Crowe is a stone-cold Steve Austin of actors, dude. And then I think a close second, Bruce Willis went out on his sword. Bruce Willis has to get knocked. Uh, you know, no, let's you know keep it a, let's keep it a full buck. John Clyde Van Damme is coming out this bitch. No, hell no. <laughs> Jackie Chan is coming out this bitch too. These yeah. motherfuckers can't even touch him. No, Jackie Chan, I feel like he's going to be in a scrum. He's going to be in a fight, but then... He won't be able to touch him. But then him. Russell Crowe comes up behind him when he's fighting somebody else, breaks this motherfucker's neck, done. And then we're going to front. Who? Like... You, who, who's whooping Bruce Willis's ass? Tell me that. That's what I want to know. You think John claude Van Damme is going to whoop Bruce Willis' ass in a street fight in real life? Hell no. I don't think so. I think Bruce Willis goes for the double leg and just ground and pounds. <laughs> and that's just cold. I think Bruce Willis might have to have a good chance against Russell Crowe. Russell Crowe's is gritty. I think The Rock is whooping Bruce Willis' ass. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I didn't consider The Rock. No, we can't bring him in. We what? You said the actor. He is actually been in a Royal Rumble, though, so that does put him at the top of the list if we're talking about actors in a Royal Rumble. And sorry, because Hollywood, I can't think of my black actors. <laughs> my black man coming out on top, too, B. <laughs> no, there's... 
it sure as fuck ain't Idris Elba. He's getting hands right off the bat, dude. He's too he's too pretty. Yeah. Way too pretty. No, there's some I mean there's some dudes out there that we're not thinking. I think of. Michael B can handle him so. Yeah, but now And he's, he's really Russell training. Crow. I think Russell Crowe. Yeah, but he doesn't have that old man strength though. No. That's you don't gotta have old man. See, old man strength only works for old men. You can still get knocked out. <laughs> That's the thing. This is different. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he can grab you and do shit, but if you know how to fight, Listen, you still can tag up an old man. Out of the grand scheme of things, Michael B. Jordan ain't gonna be in there. No, I'm just saying. I'm, I'm no, I agree. But I'm just saying, Russell Crowe is not beating up everyone in Hollywood. <laughs> 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 because you say. What about Tom? What about Tom Hardy? <laughs> Oh, Tom Hardy, hands down. Yeah, Tom Hardy is knocking motherfuckers out. He puts hands on a lot of people. No, he's beating up everybody. Not, Russell Crowe is going to stand and bang. He and will so knock. Is, so is Bruce Willis. Uh, dude. No, he's knocking them out one punch each. Tom I, Hardy, I'll put Bruce my Willis life on Bruce Willis don't get him. KO'd. Bruce Willis, you got to beat him to death. He won't get KO'd? Nope. That's a damn lie. Tom Hardy's knocking them out. Nah. Guarantee you. Especially not in his prime. If we hey. put them all in there in their prime, Tom Hardy doesn't stand a chance. You're crazy. These motherfuckers, <laughs> them motherfuckers weren't working out. Tom Hardy's working out every day. Listen, dude. It's all about these. You see Bronson? Yeah, but it's about these, like, sig smoking, booze drinking dudes that are just. Sig smoking, booze. Nah, fuck Tom that. Tom Hardy ain't a fighter. All right. And I You're brought wild. Tom Hardy up. Mark Wahlberg's watching motherfuckers. I don't even like Mark Wahlberg, but he's watching some of them, too, dog. <laughs> yeah, hey. He's watching No, Brad actually, Pitt. hold on. What's my man's name? From uh, Dunkirk, the dude with the nose. He's actually an amateur boxer. His name's Barry. His name's Barry. Mickey Rourke, last man standing. Mickey oh yeah, Rourke. Mickey Rourke. Too. What are we talking about, man? All right. Hey, but I actually had a real question. Was um, because you notice they don't. There's no microphones or anything in the Coliseum. They just speak in their voice. The acoustics and everything carries the voice. Uh-huh. You think that's you think they built it that so that way it, it worked like that. They built it the way they did so that everyone could really see it. Just watch it. But you notice, though, they never, they just never, no microphones or nothing. They're just, they speak loud. Either everyone's just completely quiet. I don't think that you could hear like that. I'm just thinking because, you know what I mean? They got to know acoustics and shit. It holds as many people, same exact amount of people as Dodger Stadium. So you got to think of it like that. If people were having a Does it really? Yeah. Yeah. So. I mean, I got the stats. Whenever we get to the end of it, we'll get into the Coliseum itself. But yeah, Dodger Stadium holds fifty six thousand people. They said in ancient texts that the Coliseum could hold like eighty six thousand. Historians have since said like fifty thousand. Well, it's, I mean, I've been there before, and, and honestly, it it's big, but I I still think they Dodger said Stadium fifty thousand stacked on top of each other, like the way that it was lined up. Yeah, was like so, they go really vertical. Yeah. So if you think when you speak, it's keeping the noise in so Maybe. yeah it probably i don't works. know about oh, these I'm like sure. light conversations that they were having oh they're middle. yelling i'm talking about when he's yelling yeah like, i think you fight. could if you're quiet i think you could hey Especially- but one last thing on this fight show bill barry keegan amateur boxer he's fucking everyone up in hollywood you've seen this dude before i don't want to see him because dude i don't i don't yeah. want to believe it he has cauliflower ear and all you've seen him <laughs> cauliflower ear and all he's knocking everybody out if you see someone with cauliflower ear except for tom hardy talk about them and Bruce. All right, hot topics. Um, we got a few. I got a few things that I wrote down, just off the top of the head. They might not be worded as politically correct as you guys would like them to be, but here's a few things. I just want to know how you feel about these things. They're not necessarily good things. They're not necessarily bad things. Tell me what you think. First, banging your sister to keep your bloodline pure. Let me repeat: banging your sister to keep your bloodline pure. What do you guys think about that? 
The only time I would ever hear any type of person say keeping their bloodline pure, it's only a certain kind of person. <laughs> it's not that's some like racist shit. But back yeah. then, <laughs> what? Back <I'm> then, <laughs> white man, be joking. No, this is like no, some that's wild. just wild. I don't know why. Why were they so? It wasn't really happening. Because it's happening, it happen. and they're having children, right? Yeah. And they weren't coming out looking crazy. No, they were dumb. <laughs> they're like Dalmatians, my dude. <laughs> dumb as fuck. Nah, but you know, like but they now, look good. You know, now they say like that's why it's like incest is so bad because of what happens with children and shit. Yeah, well, I mean, you. I think your kid comes out all fucking. Stupid. Yeah, but that's so like, back at, in the day, they were coming out fucked up too. Yeah, it's like some. That's how they got the hunchback in Notre Dame. That's like some Alabama shit, dude. Hey, look, we don't gotta get into that, really, dog. <laughs> like that's what happens. Like there's. Some hey, shit. but she wasn't giving them no play. She that's, kissed them. That's inbred. I mean, look, you can you can bang your cousin. Your baby's coming out with three nipples. You bang your sister. Kid might be fucking real loose. Look, they might look the same. You might keep the bloodline and you might keep the good looks. You they might have like blonde hair, blue eyes, but that kid's gonna be dumb as a box of rocks, dude. You have a dumb baby. That baby's not ready to rule. That's true. Rome. And what <laughs> and you have no Roman ruler baby that banged his sister, dude. This is crazy, dude. You know, your mom and dad are your uncle and your fucking I don't know how it works, but I don't like it. And I felt weird watching. I don't know. What, I don't want no part of that, man. I'm glad that he didn't seal because, like, he spends a lot of time in this movie trying to seal it. Like, he's he's trying to put moves on his sister. He's I, he's brushing up against. He's trying to keep plays that like. I was actually surprised he didn't seal it. I mean, you were. <laughs> no, I was just surprised just because I'm like he's been going after it this whole time, and it would have made you hate that character even more if he would have sealed it. You would have been like, okay, this dude's just real. Real he gross, was pulling. He was but... pulling like that good old, like you know that, like that friend, like when you're in the friend zone trying to bang, and you're just like, like let's just cuddle. Oh my god, I love you so much. Yeah. Let's just lay, like you know, like he was pulling that move. Like yeah. let me just lay with you. Like it's cool. Oh, like, I said, kiss me, kiss me, <laughs> kiss sister. She's, like, she's just... like, you know, I won't. But like, there was times that where he was kind of just doing like, he had a little hand caress on the titty. Like he was doing some weird shit, dude. Yeah. And then once he fully got power, he was like, yo, you're having this kid, bitch. <laughs> he was wildin'. That's wild. Okay, man, you can't be doing that shit, B. It doesn't, it doesn't hold up. It never held up. <laughs> <laughs> it's never held up. We can agree on that, at least. All right. Tell me what you guys think about this. That scene where Russell Crowe is just kissing those dirty-ass feet with snot boogers coming out of his face. His wife? Yeah. I don't know why this is on the paper twice, but dog, his wife was charred and hung. That's the only thing he could touch. Why they have to do him like that? Why, like, why no, couldn't she? Why, why couldn't they have just, for the sake of the movie, just hung her? Why the they have kid, to char? Why dog, they his son dad? ran down thinking his dad was coming, and they ran him over and didn't stop. Why they they didn't even to, acknowledge why they, him? No, why? Just why did they feel that it was a good idea though to burn him too? Like why wouldn't they just like all right let's just hang the kid why up? Why not? Because it looked cool when he ro- when he rode up on the horse and you saw the flames it looked cooler. You know Russell Crowe in all his glory was like I'm gonna ad lib this and I'm about to suck on these fucking dirty black toes, dude. They were all burnt out. They were, like, he didn't even fried. suck on them. Not suck on. He the was toes. like slurping on the toes with snot <laughs> no, coming he out. Wasn't. He was sucking on those toes, dude. With a fucking, well, what are you watching? It no. bothered me because You're he, was just, Pornhub, he, was just, he was really just like all over those dirty charred feet. And I was just thinking in my head like, nah, I can't you, watch this. You 
They could have just had a couple like dirty feet hanging down. They didn't have to go. That's the what they dirt. did. No, they were. You're the, watching some other shit. Nah, they had this fool sucking on overcooked chicken just with snot booger coming out of his nose, looking like shit. <laughs> and it was gross to me. I was just like, dude, this is like. It, it masked out what was happening. You know what I mean? Like, I couldn't pay attention to how good he was acting because he was just licking all those nasty-ass toes. That's probably the only thing on this list that will hold up anyways. Because that's real-life shit. I, look, dude, I come home, and my kid and my wife are fucking hung with their dirty-ass toes. I'm going to feel a certain type of way, but I ain't licking those toes, dude. <laughs> That's the least you could do. I ain't blowing snot boogers all over those nasty toes either. I'm just I'm going to stay back. I'm fed up with grieve. you, B. I'm going to grieve. Let's keep it moving. I'm going to grieve from a couple feet away. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? All right, next up. Proximo dying for his honor when he could have just lived and made some loot. <laughs> what the fuck? Because really, he was complaining about how he wasn't making no money. He finally got to go to Rome. He got killed lit. Too. He was. He was. Yeah. yeah, they've all got all. Everyone was like, "Yo, we all gonna get a piece at the same time." Yeah. <laughs> Dude, it's from everywhere. He got paralyzed before he got killed. Dog, it was like this. It was like you start this business, right? And you've been struggling for your whole life. You were a gladiator. You're struggling for your whole life. You're the one of the few gladiators that gets granted his freedom. You start this business, you had the fucking king outcast gladiator fighting. You have to go to Africa. You're in the fucking minor leagues. You're playing minor league fucking ball forever. And you finally get to go back in this fool's just like, hey, you ain't got no honor. And you're like, you know what? You're right. And you just go out and fucking get killed for it. I don't know. That was what he got paid. He could have got way more paid by just being like, nah, dude. You know I what? Thought he, I thought old girl bought, bought him out for Maximus. Because yeah, the dude but went to jail. Still stayed, yeah, but he still sacrificed himself. It's one of those. That's that's kind of the weird part I always felt about with that was why he gave a shit so much about Maximus. Because he saw like, himself in Maximus. In he the did beginning. die during the movie, though. So, like, that was a stunt double that got stabbed in the back. He was the one that was supposed to bury Russell Crowe's, like, little wooden figures in the Coliseum at the end. You spitting sunflower seeds on my couch? <laughs> you wild? <laughs> Yeah, he was a bag out. over here. Where do you see me spend them? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, but he was supposed to be like... So initially, it was supposed to be him. He was supposed to get brought in to fight Russell Crowe in the Coliseum oh, at one point in the movie. Oh, uh, okay. You know what I mean? Just like a little cruel joke from the incest king or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Spaniard, Spaniard, Spaniard. All right. Here's another one. The three guys each holding back the tiger. Why didn't the tiger just turn around and attack those three dudes? Because as much as people want like to believe it, them motherfuckers ain't that smart. <laughs> the animals, right? I think if you got three Bengal tigers on a leash, one of them's gonna turn around and try to attack the dude holding the leash. You don't no, think it's, it's paying attention to them fighting, so it's trying to get to him. I mean, I like it. One of my favorite scenes in the movie. I'm just saying. I wouldn't want to. I'd rather be the dude gladiatoring in the middle than the dude holding the lion leash. You know what I mean? I think you have a better chance. I think you have a better chance if you're in the middle. Yeah. Than you do actually holding that fucking chain because all the lion has to do is be like, oh shit, why don't I? It's not a lion, it's a tiger. Why did they choose tigers and not lions? Because a real lion would have ate them three motherfuckers. That's why. Tigers are born dangerous. Are they? I've seen this thing. There's like a zoo in uh, India 
They yeah, lions are pretty in, lazy. Lazy. Huh? They had a lion and a tiger in a cage next to each other, and the fucking tiger reached through and slashed the lion's throat. Tigers don't roll in prides either. They roll solo. <laughs> because the lions keep them fucking. It was talking too much shit. Like you said, it's lions lazy. Lions are trying to fuck, dude. They're, they're, they're the lazy girl, as the fuck. The lions that are like the dangerous ones. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. The big, the dude lions are just like, yo, go get me they some food, Nala. Dude lions so they can bang. Yo, Nala, go get me some food, Nala. bitch. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Sorry, ladies. All right, last but not least are the hot topics. Why was Russell Crowe just sucking on those duck, dirty ass Oh, toes, my God. <laughs> Most importantly, like, why was he sucking on those dirty ass toes hanging from the? Why did they put that? You would uh, leave it to you to not understand an emotional part of a movie. They could. This is what I'm saying. I'm directing that movie. I'm just gonna have like, okay, there's obviously some dead legs hanging and some dead feet. They're not gonna be crusty, and if they are crusty like that, he's just gonna see them, and the scene's over. He's not gonna grab them and just be like, and start putting his tongue out. And snotting all over him. I agree. He's not just going to kiss him. He would initially you would think he'd bring him down. Cut him down. But. That's Russell Crowe just trying to do nasty Russell Crowe shit, dude. No, that's this movie. <laughs> it was. I read that it was initially written for it to be way more subtle. And Russell Crowe was like, no. I need to have a mental breakdown. <laughs> I forgot. I forgot fucking Russell Crowe said he's the greatest actor ever. And he ever. needs to have a mental breakdown at that point. And he was fully like snotting up, dude. Like he really went there. <laughs> I just feel like the scene was so extra. It was the most extra scene in the movie. The idea of just knowing that he said that just makes this whole movie so different. (laughs) Yeah, because it's like, this movie is tight. He's like, he's the best actor I've ever lived. (laughs) It's like, oh my man. It ain't that fire. He had a runner, though. I will say he had a runner where he was in a bunch of like great movies. But still, it's like, this movie, as great as it is, uh-uh. <laughs> Not for you to be talking the way you yeah. were talking, dog. Yeah, kick back a little bit. That's why I like Joaquin. Like, he just, yo, I did my thing, and that's it. Joaquin's not in this. I can't say, yo. You say, yo, we're going to do this movie. I'm like, oh, I'm You know, pass. Joaquin, for this movie, he felt like as Commodus took the throne, that he, need, he, he thought in his mind that Commodus should gain a bunch of weight because if you were to take the throne over, you would just get lazy and fat. So he started gaining weight during the movie. And Ridley, you see it in his face. And Ridley yeah. Scott literally had to go to him and be like, yo, what are you doing, dude? And he was like, oh, well, I felt like... He's a character. He's a method actor. Yeah, right? he, and he, yeah, and he called him out. Ridley Scott called him out and he said he just felt like shit and just started trying to lose weight the whole rest of the movie because he does have anxiety like that. You know what <laughs> I mean? But it's like, he thought that he should start like, trying to Joaquin, fall off. Man. And it's like... I love he, Joaquin because he's just like us. He changed his haircut. He, he started like getting fat and it was like, yo, you need to chill. Like, you need to fucking calm down. Like, nobody needs to gain any weight. <laughs> yo, bro, who told you to gain weight? <laughs> Dude... <laughs> And he no gets one, all scared. No one told you to he's do that. He's on set. He goes in the trailer, comes out, and he's just sucking in. You know, they're like, Bradley Cooper never would have fucking... Bradley Cooper would have handled this way more professional. Right. He's just you need to pick a fucking Bradley Cooper movie. So I'm picking the Bradley Cooper movie, and I just want to talk about the acting. Fuck all this paper shit. We just want to talk about just acting. Let's do a Star is Born. I'm ready. Nah. Just keep, why do you want to pick your movie? Let's do Silver Lining. I'm oh. ready. I'm fucking ready. We can do Bob, too. Bob's in there. We're gonna do a. We'll do a place beyond the pines. Don't do fucking Brad Cooper like that. You want to do a Brad <laughs> Cooper movie? Do a Brad Cooper movie. All right, Academy Ooh. Awards. This movie swept it that year. Swept it. So we got best picture, best actor, sound mixing, visual effects, and costume design. So when we talk about the best picture of that year, 
So that was the 2001 awards. So to put it in perspective, it was that movie. And then there was also Chocolat, um, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, Aaron Brockovich, and Traffic. All of which are trash, pretty much. I only know Chocula, Chocula because of I love you, man. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Brad Pitt. I mean, uh, that is actually a funny joke. That might be John, that's like Johnny Depp before he got that. What, what's that? Before fun, he was a pirate. What's that disease that he got? The Jack Sparrow disease, where he just is Jack Sparrow now for the rest of his life. I'm sorry, Johnny, Johnny Depp stinks, dog. He's the worst. He sucks. Fun fact, yeah. whenever, whenever, here's another super so fun many fact. Scarves. When Joaquin's brother, River Phoenix. He must be a rock star, so when, bad. When River Phoenix overdosed on heroin. That was his man's. It was at the Viper Room Club mm-hmm. owned by Johnny Depp, and Johnny Depp's band was playing on stage at the time. Yeah. Overdosed so right he's always been Jack Sparrow, even a long time ago. Yeah. He, yeah. he overdosed right in front, right? Right in front of it? I think he overdosed out in the out in the street. Yeah, and right in the sidewalk, right yeah, in front. Yeah, you can go online and you can listen to Joaquin Phoenix's police call. Joaquin was there. Joaquin was right there. He's the one who's like, my brother. My brother took a fucking uh, Ambien or something, and fucking. That's why he's never been the same, man. No, hey, Joaquin, that shit will fuck you if up. If this ever hits you, man, just know I love you, bro. Hey, Joaquin, if you want to talk. Call me eight six hey. seven five three zero nine. I'm just kidding. You are my Aaron Rodgers, baby. You are Aaron Rodgers, Joaquin. Joaquin, you're our Aaron. Hey, you want to give me a call? Call uh, 783208004. What's that Mike Jones number? <laughs> I said, Jenny, Jenny, I got your number. Look, it's not important. You can call us, Joaquin. Find us. You got the movies. Or you got the fucking, uh, what do you call it? You got the pull where you can get someone's number if you need. You think Joaquin's like, hey, I need to you get You need anything from pharmacy? No, I'm joking. Let's go. Let's keep moving. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's talk about the uh, so the Academy Awards. Shock a lot, probably the best movie out of that list. I would say Traffic does not hold up. Traffic is whack. <laughs> I never heard you say it being whack. That's what's, it's good to hear. Traffic is not good, dude. I don't <laughs> like it. Isn't Benicio is in there though? Benicio shreds in Traffic. Other shout than out that, Benicio, man. Benicio del Toro. Yeah, so yeah. shout out Benicio. Yeah, we need to do. Uh, Gotta get him in the fold. We gotta do um, like No Country or something. He's not in No Country, oh, but sorry. we need to do. <laughs> <laughs> we no, need he's to, not in. We that need one. to do. Uh, <laughs> not do basketball. What's the one with Emily Blunt? The fucking drug movie, cartel movie. Sicario. Sicario. We gotta do Sicario, man. That's a banger. I'm fucking doing John Wick before that. Aaron Brockovich, dude. I. Something that was pretty about, good. I'm some, from Barstow, so I'm with it. I just can't. I can't fuck with Julia Roberts' mouth. Personally, what it's just big. What she has a big mouth. Yeah, she you know does. on Mars Attacks where they're like, or no, no, no. You know on Beetlejuice where they turn into like those, their mouths get all. You know what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah. That's reminds me of Julia Roberts. Well, like I said, I'm from Barstow. She so has I'm big teeth. Here. She looks like a skeleton. I, she's not as pretty as I think people think she is. And we might get hate. And uh, what's it called? Uh, that pizza movie. She was beautiful in that. It's called something pizza. Mystic. Mystic pizza. She was pretty beautiful. I never seen it, but I like the fact that you guys have. Um, okay, Castaway, not even nominated for Best Picture this year. That's so weird to me. It's weird to me that they wanted to get Russ on it, dog. They knew Tom was gonna come through and sweep. I don't know how Tom Hanks didn't even win Best Actor. Tom, I mean, Russell Crowe, dude, came. Russell Crowe knew something that no one did in order for him to say, "I'm." The- what did you say? I'm the greatest actor ever? Or? That's ever lived. He knew he was going to win an award. Yeah. They were like, hey, 
Castaway didn't make it. You're probably gonna win. How did Castaway? How did Tom Hanks in Castaway not beat not beat him in this? That uh, just that doesn't make sense to me at all. Castaway is fucking great, dude. It's such a good movie, <laughs> and the acting was so. It's just him. You the movie wanna... is just about Tom Hanks by himself. Ultimate getting scummed by your lady movie. Castaway. Remember she marries his dentist? He gets home, she's just banging the dentist. Lady's been scumming. I mean, Lady's still scumming. I mean, this conversation's for another time, but like, it's kind this of conversa- understandable, though. I this mean, conversation's for two gonna, years. We're bringing this conversation back. How long did you back. grieve? You don't grieve? We don't grieve anymore? <laughs> conversation's coming back next two week. Two years is cusp. I'm sick of you motherfuckers, dude. All right, Coliseum. <laughs> Let's talk about the Coliseum a little bit. Holds 50,000 people. Okay. You've been there. You say you don't see it. You don't see 50,000 in there. Mm-hmm. Everyone was skinny back in the day, though. True. Small people. Smaller people. Uh, Dodger Stadium holds 56,000. Angel Stadium. We've all been to Angel Stadium. 45. So they bring big, it to Long Beach. It's about to be stadium, 60. Just to put it in perspective. It looked, hey. it looked more to me like Angel Stadium than it did Dodger Stadium. The Forum? 17,000 people. Forum's, a lot of people fit in the Forum. Yeah. You know? I've been in the forum. Seven to 70? 17. Damn. Staples Center, what do you think? How many? 54, maybe. What do you think? Staples Center, how many people? 37. 21,000. Now, LA Coliseum. How many people are they holding in there? I don't know. I think it's like, I think there was a point there was 90 people. 90,000. No. Yeah, but they have all those other Dodger seats. Stadium holds more people than any stadium in baseball. So, I don't know if the call... Oh, baseball is different than football, man. Okay. Come on, bro. So, Coliseum used for entertainment for 390 years, right? During its, like, heyday. Uh-huh. 400,000 people died in that time frame. Estimated 1 million animals died. Jeez. They used to fill it with water and have, like, boat fights and shit in there. Yeah, I know. That was always the crazy part about that was they'd fill it up with water in there. Heavy. Right. Record attendance is 134,254 people. It can go in there at one time? That was uh, That's the record. And that was September 8th, 1963. With renovations of 1964, the capacity of the Coliseum was reduced to roughly 93,000. Damn. Wow. My first Rams-Cowboy game. That's fucking a lot of people. But, like I said, they bring in those seats, you know, like uh, behind the the goalposts. Because you can't sit, you know, where you walk the steps, where you walk up, like where the torch is on. I haven't been in there. Oh, no. Yeah, where you have, like, the the steps to walk up to, like, to light the torch and everything. You can't sit there. Okay. It's a lot of people. Hmm. All right. We're getting to the end of this podcast boys this thing's stretching yeah stretching long we're getting up there i like this final thoughts what do you guys think about the what do you guys think about gladiator the fucking i think russell crowe had a little too much dip on his chip i think russell crowe's whole in his mind he had a little bit too much dip on the chip of just what he was (laughs) that's what i'm saying like he just filmed himself too much 
It's he, funny though because watch every like go back and watch a beautiful mind now that you know he's this cocky and he's playing like a super eccentric like dude like that and it's the funniest thing you can watch. Because it didn't seem that far off at no. that point. He's like he's always going for it. Every movie he's in, he goes for it so fucking hard, dude. No, nah, I do I like the movie though. It's good. I like watching it now. It's fast paced. Yeah. The yes. be, I think the beginning's kind of a little weird, slow, but it's fighting. The whole shit is fighting. And it's sick. Yeah. Overall, I like it. I think it's a good film. Um, everyone did a really good job, actually. I think it just holds up. It's still a fun movie to watch. Yeah. At the end of the day, I feel like the movie holds up. It's fantastic. I don't land on the side of disbelief, the kind of people that hate on the movie. Um, I feel like it influenced a ton of movies going forward. You still hear a lot of the quotes from this movie today in memes it just in, it, in, it influenced yeah. culture. And I think that the best Jay-Z. way to end this is if you can hold that Jay-Z song up to the mic and we'll just take it from there. Well, before I do that, next week's movie. Next week's movie. Let's hear it. Yeah. Let me just say this. Let me get a little let me get a little debrief. We just we feel like we need to have a little something more to like diversify the audience a little bit. We feel like we're kind of neglecting the women. We're doing like race car movies, gangster movies, gladiator movies, Terminator movies. <laughs> yeah. I feel like we did Almost Famous in the very beginning, which probably wasn't that good of a podcast to begin with. And then The Town, which is a bank robbery movie. We need a little something else, a little something extra. Closest thing we got for the ladies is Almost Famous and Super Bad. I think we owe them a little bit more. So next week, yeah. what are we doing? Uh, 500 Days of Summer. Classic. Say it like that one more time. 500 days <laughs> of summer. <laughs> Let's go. Hit him with it. Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? <laughs> Downtown Cinema Podcast. Chasen, Russ, and Mike, thank you all for tuning in. Go fuck yourselves. Different flows, this one's for this song, the next one that's what you, this one will give you the-